Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Unfiltered. I'm actually here with my sister today. Hello. <laughs> okay, now we've realised we sound the same. So yeah. we, we actually, <laughs> people have said in the past that when we are in a separate room talking to each other, it sounds like we're talking to ourselves. Yeah, we've also had like instances where you, where I've said something and someone like we had it at school, Oh, yeah, would, like, like turn around me. thinking it was you and then they, it would just be a really awkward situation um, so we apologize in advance well hopefully you can kind of try and distinguish i would say ella's voice is a tiny bit lower i think so someone the other day was like oh that's such a <laughs> yeah, low sultry like, voice i was like my voice has literally been there since i was like five <laughs> like my voice lowered to your level yeah it did you used to Mine have a really high pitch really voice high. And Ellie used to always have this really husky voice, like when she was like, I remember one of my friends' dad saying you have a really sexy (laughs) voice when I was like eight years old. (laughs) Okay. I won't won't name and shame. Don't name and shame that one. So we're here today to do a podcast. We thought it'd be quite interesting doing a Sicily podcast because we're back home for Christmas. So it's very rare for us to sort of be back home at the same time. Um, And we're going to basically talk like about our relationship over the years and growing up within the same household and how we sort of both turned out very, very different, I would say. But more similar than than we were growing up. We kind of like went like we diverged, diverted yeah. and back together. And then we're also going to just discuss like a lot more about like mental health being open with your family and all of that um, stuff. And also a Q&A, which I put on my stories will answer a few questions from there. So we thought we would start off by talking about our sort of relationship with the years. Yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a roller coaster. It's one. been turbulent. It's been yeah. Do you know what? It's not even been turbulent because I wouldn't say well we had bickering phases, but it wasn't like we were ever like massively sparring. It was just we didn't really speak to each other for like long periods <laughs> we of time. Kind of like it it was almost like we were just independent of one another and that's the thing because I remember like there would be sisters at school and obviously we're, we're actually really close in age we're a school year apart so Ella was the school year below me yeah but there would be sisters that were like really close with each other and like do things together and I remember you'd like say that and I'd be like oh. yeah and you'd always be like ew <laughs> like imagine doing that that was especially at prep school I think yeah, I think when we were at prep school, I feel like it would have been different if we went to different schools. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know that I purposely did not choose to go to Durham University. <laughs> the experiences you had at school. Of being, well, do you know what? Growing, like always having, I think, a sibling, an older sibling can be like hard because you're always known as like Liv's younger sister. <laughs> you were in my shadow. I was always, and I know it would have been different at uni because uni's so big. Yeah. But I was just like, I just didn't want to. Yeah, no, I don't have that anymore. I know what you mean. And then you meet people and instantly they're like, oh, we know everything you're about so you because so we know your sister. sister. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like known in that box. Although I got you a straight in when you gave secondary school. That is very true. Yeah, because you also gave me the intel <laughs> before I even got that. Yeah, I, I literally was like, Ella, I was like, this person's nice. Basically I gave you the deeper to be friends with. But yeah, when we were at school, it was very much, we had an odd relationship. And... 
I think that was also we were very different. And I feel like that's the thing with growing up with your sibling. You go through phases because I feel like I felt a lot more mature than you at certain points. Yeah. So there were there were periods where I think it was more when you were like 12, maybe, and I was like 14-ish. That was like yeah. where we were so different. I think especially like when you're at that age, you are maturing at such an intense rate. But also I think you go through periods of like, well, especially 12 yeah. and 14, I was still at prep school, you were at secondary school. So there's like a big maturing big process yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And being honest as well, I was a bit of a weirdo at prep school. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. No, yeah, I was. Like, honestly, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> shaped who I am today. I do think that's actually perhaps why we're so different. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, I was just like... We worked in different social circles. We really did. At secondary school, not so much. But at prep school, I mean, to be honest, I was just a weirdo. I like going to work. <laughs> I school by myself singing. Like, I would just walk around. And I remember our mum once, like, came and, like, was helping out with the day. And she was like, do you not like, like, being with other people? I was like, no, I'm really happy by myself. <laughs> And I literally would just like potter about. I was literally like in my singing own to yourself. Yeah, singing. Just I remember I would actually be really embarrassed. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm just, such a family thing. But then I remember I got to secondary school, and like suddenly you and all your friends were like, "Oh my god, Ella! Oh my god, Ella!" And I li- I remember one day I was so rude back to you and all of your friends because I was just like, "Hi." <laughs> You were like, so I'm going to get back. Yeah, I was so used to you just absolutely blanking me, but then like, yeah. And suddenly I was giving you attention. Well, because we did get to a phase at the end, near the end of secondary school where like, there were some parties that like, both of us were like, invited yeah, that to was and going a weird to, time. which was weird, yeah. I don't think we ever went to the same, were we ever like, I don't think party? we, no. I, we were, did you go to the one we first? I didn't no, did. no, I didn't. There was some reason why you didn't. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we once went out in Toronto. We were both underaged, naughty. And oh God, yes. we 16. went out in Toronto. But this is where I think we we're really different. I think I was quite like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it, but like, I, I was prolific with <laughs> the boys. Oh my God, yeah. See, I, yeah, I, yeah. That's why I think we were very, I think I was quite boy obsessed. To be honest, I was as well. I mean, you know me when I was like 13, I was absolutely all I thought about was boys. But But I always think you had one, I was just like, I would be feral on a night out. Like, yeah, (laughs) which I feel like potentially comes from self-consciousness. I think that does come from, well, I think that all stemmed from like our different upbringings, actually, like our different experiences at prep school, because I had that. Um, sort of like male validation need for male validation ever since I was 13 years old 12 years old because I was in that group where like that sort of stuff was happening like people getting with each other and like stuff like that yeah whereas you weren't exposed to that till like later on so I, I mean, was like my worth is based off if that boy fancies me or not yeah I think like I was exposed to it and I definitely like I know that when I was 11 and 12 weirdly actually not being in the popular group got me some unwanted attention from guys because Mm. it was like like they would do things and then be like oh well who's she gonna tell yeah which I did have when I was younger yeah which was hard but then I wasn't really wanting male I think also generally as a result of that I really didn't want male attention from any of those boys at my school because like so you were like yeah I was like like, grossed out by it yeah so until I got to secondary school Mm. yeah until we got to secondary school I just didn't have that that sort of thing whereas yeah I that sort of I feel when I look back at my teenage years was very much what dominated 
like whether I was happy or not was like whether I was like getting with someone or like seeing someone it was very much orientated around boys and I think that's also like in the popular girl group like at school that is like all girls talk about yeah that is and it's so hard to like rewire your brain like now coming on from that like where I am now like and to move away and be like that's not everything that is important in life where like that dominated so much of my life well I went I mean I did like you know the transition from prep school to secondary school I think in my first year at secondary school I had three boyfriends (laughs) Ella was oh my god I went through them yeah I did have did I yeah I think I did I mean like boyfriends in inverted commas you know like it very much (laughs) I had a boyfriend yeah when I first went seven notes I feel like it was when you were new it was like oh she's yeah like, I think that's girls. the thing yeah you were like new and I think it's also like it was so new and ex- especially for me because I'd said like I wasn't really interested in that at prep school and then and then suddenly it's like I'm around. getting attention summer also like we'd been away to America I came back with a tan my braces were just about to come <laughs> off like I was the opposite that was like my eaters would have got so bad I came back I was like well I probably thought I looked good but I think as well like what you were saying like I think that's a lot of my a lot to do with my self-image and body image mm-hmm. again stems from having that from when I was younger yeah and just like being very aware of how I looked and how I looked to men and what men wanted not not that that is what they want but it was what I thought that is what they wanted sort yeah of thing. yeah but then we kind of I think distance made us grow <laughs> closer like when we went off to uni I think yeah I think it did it's actually funny I saw a TikTok this morning of literally like siblings when they live together and it's like absolutely ripping each other's hair out and then it's like siblings when they live apart and it's like like crying and hugging each other and <laughs> yeah. like it is really funny but I think I think honestly growing up in teenage years everyone's going through stuff and you have to like if you've got siblings and you live together they see every side of it yeah. and so they get the brunt of all of your like teenage angst oh and... my god do you want to know what I really remember is when I first went on the contraceptive pill I think I was like 16 7 16 and I honestly my hormones were all over the place and I remember you specifically were in the kitchen and you were like in the way of something and I literally shoved you <laughs> out the way and mommy was like Olivia, you can't do that. <laughs> you just didn't even say it. I genuinely don't. You're probably like, but like, that's the thing. Everyone's going through all these weird, like, transition phases, like, hormones are everywhere. And I think that's the thing. Like, when you, you kind of have to put a front on at school. And then when yeah. you come home, that's when you're like, oh my God, I can, like, relax. I think that's the thing as well. Like, when you're an adult, even if you live with people, a significant other, friends, even family, you're allowed your own space a lot more like yeah. people aren't always like not that our family was ever like invasive but we just spent a lot of time together that yeah, was the I, nature I know of the I way always that say that works. weird is is I would never like if I went up to my room by myself like everyone would think something was wrong no I like, think we always spent so much time like downstairs in the kitchen in the living room yeah I mean we still do like it's oh my god like now like even today yes no, it's such a funny thing because most families I don't think have what we have in terms of Yeah, I remember we never yeah, we never like went up to our rooms as kids. Mm-hmm. We would always like if I was in the TV room, which often I was when I was much younger, um like the door would always be left open. Yeah. And it's like leading straight just to paint a picture, leading straight into our kitchen. So we'd just always be like exposed. And yeah. Yeah, I think I definitely found that really hard when I was like a teenager and I was sort of sometimes just like needing 
my space. space. Yeah. But I mean, now, like now we come home and we come home for like a brief bit of time. So mm-hmm. we don't really need, like, I know I'm going back tomorrow and that I can, I'm going to have that alone time, like plenty yeah. of that alone time. So I don't feel like I need it as much when I come here. So I, I feel like we get on so much better now just because as well, our interests are kind of come together. Like, yeah. I mean, I think so much of it is what ha- like what happened over lockdown. Yeah. It really was the best for both of us because I think we became a lot more similar. But I mean, you know, like you saying, oh, we only have like a week or so at home and then we go back. We had so long in lockdown. We were like, oh my God, so yeah. Fun. And it was the best thing for our relationship. Like for our whole family relationship, I think. I can't I- even remember arguing. The only time we ever argue is about like organizing what time we're going to wake up when we're staying in the same room that is literally oh my god i'm an early (laughs) so am i but sometimes you're like you know it is what it is but (laughs) we're we're not going down yeah we're not not going to talk about that right now (laughs) but that is like pretty much all we argued about but like the fact that over lockdown we genuinely didn't is mental yeah but i think also i'd say that your relationship with our whole family changed hugely over lockdown because I've kind of always been a home bug. I love being at home. I love like spending time with the whole family. Whereas I think you probably as a result of like your eating disorder and everything else, like how that impacted your like relationships with the whole family. I would say that pre-lockdown you were a lot more like didn't want to be at home. I literally remember I I would dread coming back. And and again, I think that was a hundred percent to my eating disorder because I think I felt you're not eating enough, like that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So I needed like my own space. And I obviously got that at uni and I found it really hard having the freedom of like have, choosing what I could eat, like in a very unhealthy way at uni to then come back and like everything was cooked for me. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we even went away to Croatia. It was like, I don't want to come for that long. I remember. Oh my God, yeah. And then you, you like also wanted to leave. Yeah. Early. You literally <laughs> left us early because you were like, see you later. Yeah. Literally. Literally was to do with that. Like my mom was stressing me out and it all came from a place of love, but it's really hard. I think when you're so deep in something to see that because like I couldn't even see how bad I was until yeah. now I reflect. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, what? Well, she's overreacting massively. And now I look back, I'm like, no, that's actually so fair. Like if that was my kid, I would be feeling the same way yeah but because in lockdown was when I like consciously I'd already started gaining a bit of weight before I remember before I came back like for that month before and then that was when I was like consciously decided to like gain weight the number of times I'd said I would and then didn't but this time like I very much was like and remember all your evening snacks oh my god I would literally that was we I would literally have to consume like 700 calories yeah we would be watching a tv show and like you'd just be gone I'd just be like, be like sorry oh, I have to make me. more snacks and come through with like baked cookies like anything but because I was so set on doing that and then obviously every, and so I was gaining weight and everything like that and I think that's why they were like chill with me exercising as well because they could see like what I was doing like mm-hmm. this was knew. in the second lockdown wasn't it yeah that was the yeah. second lockdown yeah but the first lockdown I think it was still good for our relationship but I was still very much struggling at that point yeah like I was I was trying to gain weight but like I hadn't properly committed until the second lockdown yeah. I think I had said I would gain weight, but yeah, it definitely brought our family together because what I really wanted to like look into, and I think 100% every family had this, like no two sisters grow up 
to be the same, mm-hmm. but you're within the same environment. Like, do you remember they do that um, nature nurture test and yeah, they get like yeah, twins yeah. and put them in different environments and see? Mm-hmm. But, like, we literally have been in the same environment, but have turned out to be very different people, even yeah. from when we were younger. Which I I don't know. I found that really interesting. Like we're kind of born with that, I guess. Then in that yeah, sense. completely. Because I think when we were younger, weirdly, because now I now I'm like the louder one. Yeah, you are. When we were younger, <laughs> I was so shy. I do think that's in part probably due to like the whole cancer thing. Yeah. If you listen to my first podcast, it makes sense. But I think because I spent a lot of time out of school have that confidence Mm -hmm. and I was like quite self-conscious of myself from a young age but whereas I was like all singing all talking all jazz hands like (laughs) the most out there child you really I really was but also I do think that it's a big first child second child thing because it's like known that like first child is born and they like they don't have to like work for the attention they don't have to like grapple yeah. for the attention in the same way so I I do know that like a lot of people who tend to be the like louder ones like even our half sisters if you look at them and there's yeah Ab- like Abigail who's our like oldest half sister is like me yeah whereas Cordelia is more not so much anymore but like when yeah. you're younger Cordelia is definitely another all singing all talking yeah um but yeah, no, I was, I mean, I was so loud. I think it was probably quite hard. Ella was so loud. But I also think maybe it was because I was ill, getting quite a bit of attention. That oh, you almost 100%. had to like fight I mean, that. When I, we would get ill, Ella is like, the most dramatic Oh my God, person. no, I had like intense hypochondria when I was younger. Like, I would literally, I'm not even kidding, multiple years I got in my Christmas stocking a thermometer because <laughs> I was, was so obsessed, obsessed with like, seeing if I was ill, knowing that I was ill. I loved it. I absolutely hated it. Whereas I hated it, and I think that's because it probably triggered it in me. Like, I had so much that when I was younger that I, even now when I'm ill, I won't admit to it. I won't tell anyone I'm ill. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want people to, like, you know, like, mother me. I mean, it would also, like, you would have, like, some trauma from being ill. Whereas I was, like, all I saw, because I was, like, two years (laughs) old, was, like, my sister like being getting Ill. cookies and then getting like, like gifts from people everyone <laughs> bringing stuff around her getting all the attention having the nurse so you're like I, I have to do that i was literally like this. what can i do to get in this situation <laughs> like yeah i definitely also like we both kind of grew up somewhat in hospitals like from yes. young age yeah and yeah because you would visit me I remember when Ella would visit me <laughs> I have an image of you in my head of you with like either a bag of Twiglets or like something from Starbucks yeah <laughs> like yeah. the cookie I absolutely, the chocolate oh coin. my god the chocolate <laughs> coin no and the, the ice lollies that they have at Starbucks yes. as well, that, the, yeah because yeah. that was by the Chelsea Westminster there's this uh, there's a Starbucks outside Chelsea Westminster and I'm always like that must have been the one. Great Ormond Street no because I was uh, I was at both oh were you yeah <laughs> um, but yeah no I do remember that like especially because you were unwell probably I felt like I had to really push myself really to be, to be the center of the attention <laughs> I mean also going back to young 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 you tried to kill me about 10 no actually when Ella was first born I was so upset that my mom would have to give her attention to someone else and let me just say I think this is a theme that I may have carried through my whole life it's yeah. where the jealousy, it's jealousy. you're a school I'm like how dare she 
definitely something that I am such a Scorpio and I don't care what people say about star signs because I, like if you just read it it is me I am also me. such a cancer you are a cancer and like, apparently so that can pass with star signs I'm yeah. very overly sensitive as well but I think but that, that is part of Scorpio like, I think as well yeah it's very like emotion driven yeah. and like very like what I was saying <laughs> my mom jealous like uh, very competitive mm-hmm. I'm really not doing myself favors here but that is sort of how at the beginning but I was very shy that I was really quiet that's why we were very different growing up mm-hmm. I remember I'd be comfortable around like our close friends like family mm-hmm. friends but if I met someone new I literally would go into myself see I think it then worked quite nicely like whenever we were meeting new people I remember I'm saying like it would work nicely that I was so outgoing and you were the younger of, one as yeah, well yeah so well like, also like it I think it like made you feel more comfortable around people. Like yeah. I was like super out there than like you felt like you could say something. Whereas mm. like if we were both really shy, we would have literally never we would like, have met been no friends. Ella was like my voice. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the weird thing is, I think we are now switched. Like I'm yeah. the loud one. What I like to use is I used to have to ask Ella to like get the waiter and stuff. Whereas now Ella asked me. Yeah, naturally you're like the louder one. Yeah, for me it's got to be like kind of coaxed out a bit. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I've built so much confidence, and I actually think it's from like Instagram and what I do. I've mm-hmm. had to build so much confidence like up within myself that now I walk into a room and I used to have such bad social anxiety. I remember at uni, I get really like stressed out, and I just mm-hmm. I literally walk into a room and I'm like yeah these like I, I just take the approach and I'm like if they don't like me they don't like me that's fine that's their problem and yeah. I think that has really really helped me whereas before I think I was very much everyone in this room needs to like me yeah I think it's interesting as well because I think growing up like your quietness never seemed like like it always kind of seemed like shyness rather than you know how that some people just are quite quiet yeah. like, and it's not them being shy like they're just quite I know, mellow like, I was like, very extroverted with yeah, I think that's the thing. It with. felt like it was it was a barrier up rather than you just how you were. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like I'm very much more like with anyone. Yeah. I just I I now bring that like to anyone like no matter what the closeness. Although I think I kind of have like a social front, and then like once I'm like good friends with someone, I'm mm. then a bit more weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there are certain bits of your personality that you hold back. Yeah, I feel like that is everyone. I mean, I'm a massive weirdo behind closed doors, but like- <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I mean, we don't- but only do specific people yeah, we don't see that. about the interpretive dancing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of have personality swapped, but I think as well, like that comes from a younger, older dynamic. Yeah. which is another topic I want to talk about because and you can kind of tell like who's an older and who's a younger yeah well it's so weird like literally my two best friends who I've lived with for the past four years we're both second younger sisters like we're both sorry all three of us are like yeah have one older sister and like also have really close relationship with our moms but it what's it what's really funny is I wouldn't even say that we're like we don't it's not like we're all identical personalities no because also often identical personalities mean that you kind of don't match that Get well because you're too yeah. similar but i i think it's i don't know what it is but it is really interesting yeah i think being an older sister like i 
always felt the desire to like be the mature one and like grow up fast whereas yeah. I feel like you didn't have that nearly as much I feel like you held on to your childhood whereas I was always looking forward to like the next step or like I was always wanting to do the grown-up things thing with these TikToks and they were like the older sister um is like very much like organized like getting all the Christmas presents and I was like that's no me. that's not me <laughs> No, that is, I'd say I'm definitely the organizer of us too. Like, if yeah. we were going on a trip somewhere, I'd be the one that books it. Yeah, 100%. You'd be the one that books it, and like, you'd just send me through all the stuff, and I'll be there. Like, yeah, literally. I would just up. turn up. But then I feel like that's different personality types, I think. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting, actually, because I, I because think... I'm very much like an OCD ish kind of person. But yeah. I think within my own life, like within. I just need con- some level of control. Yeah. And then I'm like, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always doing a million and one things. Like, Ella will try and text me. And I think this is like a thing. Actually, I want to come on to because I'm on the Q&As. Ella will try and message me, but like, I will not respond. <laughs> or I'll see yeah. it and I'll respond. Or I'll respond I like mean, three days later. To be fair, if anyone listening to this knows me, they know that I literally never respond to anyone. Do you know I'm really bad? Like, really bad. And it's, I personally think on my end, at least it's a, like social anxiety thing. And I, I get really worked up. And then it it makes no sense. It's literally so counterintuitive because it makes social anxiety worse when I then respond four days later and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Right. I've tried to now have the approach because I definitely think mine actually stems from anxiety as well. Because I'm always reading the messages, like always see them. Same with like Instagram and everything. Yeah. I always see them. I mentally respond. I mentally like I say respond, something and I it head. stresses me out responding. Like I have a friend's message and I'm thinking about that from right now. I'm not seeing the I'm thinking of like that is sat in my inbox. I know exactly what I'm gonna say, and it keeps every time I go on my WhatsApp. It's there yeah but when am I gonna choose to reply I I think it's like the idea of like feeling like you have to immediately respond to something and then being like oh but that's not exactly necessarily how I like to word it yeah I find it really really overwhelming another big topic that we're going to talk about is like mental health and being open around family because I definitely think it even though our family was really close 100% something I struggled with was being open Mm -hmm. about like eating this sort of stuff but also and then like I think it's in the nature of that mental health illness to be like secretive and not yeah that open about it I think also recovery from an eating disorder is something that one part of you is very reluctant to do whereas when it's something like depression or anxiety you're like or at least in my own experience with anxiety all I wanted is to and like every ounce of my being wanted to get better yeah like it's not the kind of thing where there's any half of your brain that's like oh I want to oh, stay 100%, here 100% you're like every day you're like I just want this to go kind of thing yeah that's yeah. I mean like that being said when I like really had bad anxiety I found it really really hard to talk about I think it's really hard. I didn't really talk to you much about it, to be honest. Well, when I had it or yeah. when you had it. When you had it. No. So I think it was particularly bad when I went When you were at uni. uni. Yeah, so I wasn't was. really there. But I do remember our mum saying to me, like, when I was basically saying, like, I think I need to see someone. I think I need help. I remember her saying that you said that you had noticed, like, a big change in me. I think mm-hmm. that was the first time that I wasn't suddenly so loud. And, like, yeah. I became really introverted in it. Like, and also, like, controlled. Like, you get really upset, like, over the tiniest, like, thing. Yeah, which is, like, Which was, like, if the pizza's unlocked. 
Oh my god, that wasn't even that. That, that wasn't was, even. That was I don't even want to talk about the pizzas. That was post anxiety. Oh We're just never having another family pizza night. <laughs> that was probably the only argument we had in lockdown. You know. Yeah, it was. And but it, I feel like there was always a slightly anxious part of you, which is why I find it weird that I then end up with anxiety because this is what my mom said. Like you, you were I'm, always more like highly strung, whereas I was so like uh, unaffected by things. Like yeah. I was so unemotional <laughs> but I think that might also have been part of your eating disorder I do think I kind of traded off my eating disorder for anxiety I mean I think my my issues manifested in my eating disorder then once I recovered from that it was like oh I actually have all these issues yeah. there was a genetic disposition within our family towards mental health. mental health particularly anxiety and like the thing is like I've always been, you're right, I've always been a very anxious person. Mm -hmm. Like, even when I've been really outgoing, but often that comes along with being really outgoing and bubbly, I think, is people, like, it's actually your kind of masking. Yeah. um, Like, anxiety. But I do present at different ages. Like, mine was really bad when I was, like, 16 and, you know, touch wood. I still struggle with it every now and again, but not nearly as much. Whereas for you... It was definitely this year. Yeah. It was, like, my bad year. And I feel like... But I, I don't know if that's because of, like, the situation or... I don't know. I think it's a lot of factors, like, definitely recovery, but then having to face all of the issues that I was, like, burying yeah. through, like, restriction. I then was actually, like, dealing with the thoughts as opposed to, like, restricting. So, like... I think that's the thing is when you all your energy was focused on restricting and controlling that one thing, you probably felt some sense of control almost. I remember, I think I had the feeling of anxiety, but I didn't actually know it was anxiety. And when I would feel like that or, like, out of control, I'd take more control in my food. And yeah. then I'd feel, okay, I've ticked that mechanism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I got, like, and often eating disorders do, like, get particularly bad, like, around exams and stuff because of, especially when you have, like, struggled with perfectionism, which I definitely do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it can sort of really take over. I was pushing it introspectively in towards myself, whereas you were pushing it outwards towards controlling yeah, exactly. what you were eating. So I think we were both like dealing with like tough issues, different but, things, but not really yeah, talking dealing with them in different ways. With yeah. One another. But I think as well, I was not that personality type. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even open up to like my boyfriend at the time about it. Like, I, I was such a closed book on that. So even to have anyone try and I think it's so so hard to talk about mental health especially when you're in the middle of it I think when you're out of it I speak now so openly about having had anxiety and all this stuff but when I was in it it I think it's because sometimes you feel like whatever you're experiencing like you're like the ideas that I'm having when you step outside of it and you try and explain it to someone else you're like it sounds ridiculous that's the thing like why am I literally having a mental breakdown about asking the man at waitress if I can have a bag with my shopping like that yeah. makes no sense and you feel so ridiculous talking about it that like speaking about it to anyone that's the thing and especially anyone that hasn't suffered with it I think I find it harder like as soon as I open up to people that have experienced that they're like Oh my god, completely get it. And if anyone yeah. opened up now, I've had like, and I know now that I have anxiety, which is always fun, but like, or I'm more predisposed to it. But if anyone came to me, I was so oblivious to it before. Yeah. I experienced it like this year. I was so oblivious. Like I don't think I really understood it. Like I remember m- my mom. Like I never spoke to Ella about it directly. Like mm-hmm. I never spoke to you, but when my mom would say like, I knew briefly what was happening, but I didn't really yeah. know. But I didn't really think. I didn't really understand it. Like I was like, no. I don't 
get why she's so funny about that. Like, I just... It, it's so hard to get your head around. And I think that's also, like, the thing is that trying to explain to someone, like... I mean, I would have a mental breakdown at least once a day. Like, like a full, I mean, not obviously not an actual mental breakdown, but like I would like have a meltdown, have a meltdown yeah. over like the most small and insignificant things because I was like freaking out that like not oh, everything that's was like perfectly me. in order. Yeah. Yeah. And it is so hard to voice that to someone like, I need help on this because obviously as soon as you do, everyone's like, oh my gosh, of course, like, like that's such a hard thing that you're going through. But you, you, it's just that, that tiny feeling that like someone might be like, well, don't be ridiculous, just deal with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing with, like, families and stuff, I think, with the parents' approach, like, just being really soft with it. And, yeah. like, not... it. You can't say to someone with anxiety, like, just get on with it. No, I mean, we are so beyond lucky with our parents and how understanding because, and Because, yeah, and I think because it's run in our family, like, yeah. they kind of get it a lot more and can understand it. Yeah, well, the second I said I need help, it was, like... Of course, like let's find out yeah. where you need the help, what needs like fixing, and it, I, it doesn't like make you go away, but it gets you a hell of a lot closer to mm-hmm. getting to a better place. Yeah, yeah. So I think, but I think it is really good to open up that di- dialogue, like within a family, even if it's you don't have to open up to the whole family about it. Like even if it's just one member yeah. that you feel particularly close with family is like the the strongest bond that you're gonna have you know and yeah touch wood (laughs) but I think I mean like because we haven't ever really spoke apart from recently but even now like we haven't spoken hugely openly about mental health with each other I think we speak more like handedly with our parents yeah um but I do think it's so useful whenever we do yeah like the amount the relief that you feel after it yeah, and, like, exactly. It's and such it just a puts, like lifted weight. Yeah, like even me last night, <laughs> I like yeah. had a blip, and I literally, I wouldn't. To be honest, I think because I've been so like secretive or like just not really spoken to people about that stuff, I do really, I, like my initial thing is not to tell anyone. Yeah, like my initial thing is to try and ignore it, and it will go away. But as soon as you tell someone, and also I did find like even just saying it out loud and vocalizing it, I was like. That's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> well, that was literally like what one of and my therapy tactics was, was to stop catastrophizing, which is obviously like a massive thing of anxiety, which is like, oh my God, I've got this and that and that and that. And how am I ever going to do it? Or like, yeah. this has happened and that has happened and that's going to ruin my relationship forever and blah, blah, blah. And then you sit down and you literally write it down or you say it out loud to someone. And then you're like, oh my God. Oh my God, I yeah. can do that. Or yeah. like, oh my God, that was it's so weird how like catastrophizing can happen like that. I think as well, like, my overthinking is, like, gets so bad when I'm, like, anxious because you're, like, this means this and this means this. Yeah. You know, and you just jump to these wild conclusions. And literally, you then try and explain to someone and you barely can even explain it because you're, like, wait, how did my brain even get there in the first place? I mean, there's literally, like, the number of memes about, like, when you're falling asleep and you remember that thing that you did when you were five years old. And it's, like, (laughs) you can't sleep for five hours. Yeah, literally. That is is me sometimes. And I think that's the thing. But now I have that open dialogue, like, with my parents, I think... I feel a lot like safer and like better for it. Whereas mm-hmm. before I think initially when I felt it, I was a hundred percent just trying to suppress the feeling. Yeah. Like, I was so confused. You, I mean, you just can't do it. And I think a lot of it, it yeah, I think a lot of it was like, I didn't want to worry my parents. Like I was like worried that they would think, or like think I'm not doing the right thing in life. You know, I, because yeah. again, I was catastrophizing so much in my head. Yeah. But then I think as soon as I, I remember I literally had a meltdown when we went to that 
show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just had like a nervous breakdown to my parents because I think I was literally trying to like act so normal, but I was beyond a point of feeling. And that, like I mean, that. I saw it instantly. I could tell even when you first came because of someone who's literally been in that exact same position. Yeah. I knew exactly what it was and I could tell exactly what you were going through. And I 100% think as well, being open with people about it means that they worry less about you, which in turn then should like ease your anxiety. Yeah, bit. because you're being open about it. Yeah. I think what's more worrying is when someone changes and you're like, what's wrong? And they're not saying anything. Yeah, that was like, I mean, that was like me for a while when I had yeah. an We're very fortunate with our family. And if your family, you don't feel comfortable. Like, I feel like you build those relationships with your friends and your friends can kind of come into oh, your close family. I also like, yeah, I often will have, if I'm having an anxious day, first person that I go to is like one of my two best friends. And I'm yeah. I feel like crap. But yeah, with okay, we're gonna quickly whiz through literally two questions because we got massively over time mm. on this. So, um, one that I like: Were you good at sharing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Ella was so egalitarian. That's what we're saying. She was so like everything has to be everything equal. has to be equal. Like literally, <laughs> it's so equal. Yeah. Like whenever, even with food sharing, it'd be like down the middle straight yeah we used to, i mean like I, we were saying this like food was not shared and like in no family, and i so. think we really struggle i've become so much better now Same. like i don't live at home but honestly what people would find weird we'd get a chinese and we'd have our own individual oh God, dishes yeah, we would never. like I, you know how when you see on people's stories like they're chinese and they've got like a mishmash of all these different yeah things. no never no mine is one plate of noodles always and always. everyone has their own dish yeah or like mine would be and it's always just been like that yeah. And we, yeah, we don't really share that much, I would say. No, I think now I would go out for dinner with you and share all the food. Oh, the like, food. Oh, like we went for that one the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like clothes and stuff. I mean, like, as as we mentioned earlier, you're a Scorpio and your jealousy <laughs> does get the better of me sometimes. My and jealousy would even come into fashion. It yeah. would be, I would get so upset if anyone, Ella particularly would wear something mildly the same. Yeah. And we we turned up to our our um older sister's birthday the other week, and we were literally wearing. Yeah, we were literally identical outfits. I feel like that's because yeah, I feel like now my approach to fashion has been so like I'm gonna come into like I'm literally now dressing how I want to. Whereas before, it's I found it really hard. I feel like my style was always dictated by those around me. What now? I literally can reinvent. Like it's literally I want to wear. One of the most fun things about being an adult is so nice being able to wear whatever you want. And I remember when I first came back from media, my mom was like, "What are you wearing?" Oh my god, I was like, like, "You'd be wearing like sacks." I'd literally be like, I would wear yeah, like baggy so trousers, and that's because like that's what all my friends were wearing. Whereas now I'm so unaffected by what my friends are wearing. I'm yeah, like, completely. okay, like I can appreciate you find that cool, but I find what I'm wearing cool, and mm. that's how you feel like the best in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how do you still feel close to each other when you don't live together anymore? I mean, for me, it's really funny because I feel like I speak to you every single day because, I mean, we do generally actually oh, send a message my story. <laughs> yeah, because I literally watch your story and I'm like, right, I know what she's doing, which is funny. But actually, in I mean, we're definitely closer now than we were when I was at uni and when you were at uni. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like that's because we were so invested, like, in our uni lives. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And also, like, now we're, like, 
oh, do you want to go to this thing at the weekend? And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. And now we're both in the same city. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before, but I still felt closer, like even when we were apart. I feel like because maybe when we spend time together, it's like we're actively spending time together. Yeah, 100%. Whereas like before we come home from school, but like I'd been talking to people all day. I didn't want to talk to anyone. No, 100%. I think there's definitely something in that, in that like when we spend time together, it's quality. Well, like it's the quantity. same with like relationships like, and stuff. Like you always have to still make that effort, like to do like dates, like, yeah, okay, like do something nice, like rather than. Because if you're literally just hanging in the house doing nothing, yeah, you almost get just too comfortable and almost take each other for granted a bit. So I think it's also like we enjoy each other's company a lot more now. Like yeah, just in general, like we're a lot more similar. We also like to like do similar things, buy similar clothes. So like so like it works. Like oh, there's the sale that's going on. Let's go to it. Or like oh, there's yeah. this new exhibit at like some museum. Let's go to that. Like I think we're into similar things. So we do spend like a nice amount of time together living in the same city yeah literally it's very nice but hopefully it's been enjoyable for you guys and you've got a bit more insight into family life yeah hopefully you've been able to distinguish between the two of us and yeah i mean we did listen back to one of the recordings and i think ella's deliberately gone a bit lower with i have i have like lowered by like one or two (laughs) notes but anyway thank you for listening um don't forget to rate the podcast follow on instagram and yeah super excited i mean this will be out in january so happy new year and excited to see what 2023 brings Bye. bye